that's when you start to look for justification like would a client pay for that um, would we pay for that because it it helps us learn something In Stark, right, we've, we've heard quite a bit about how um, stickies or designers here at Stark like to um, lead with experimentation. So um, how do you actually do that? Like how do you um, use experimentations as a way to guide or yeah, guide, guide hmm. the projects that you do? I think on a, on a simple level, what happens is on projects where I think where it's interesting is on projects that have a research scope, um, even though there's a scope for research, if we are able to make some guesses at the start, you know, to, to hedge some bets and say, hey, these are areas which are interesting, or these may be directions which might be provocative to be able to elicit a response from the people that we're testing with. Um, that's something that we're glad to do because one, it speeds up the process, and two, it makes the research process a lot more rich because, especially in categories where there's, there have been a lot of consumer research already, um, and you know there is already a lot of latent information, either from the client's perspective or from our perspective, because we've done similar projects in the past um, about you know the particular kinds of challenges um, or kind of scenarios that the that the this particular respondent is already facing or particular kind of industry or category is really facing, then having some um, ideas, which we, we call them sacrificial ideas, which go in at the early phase and say, hey, what if this were the case? Um, and those provocative ideas um, tend to be a really interesting way to open up conversation and also to uh, shape the dialogue in a way that gets to the interesting part faster. Right. So I think there's experiments on that level, which are maybe more conceptual. Right, about, hey, if we wanted to find information about whether this is interesting or valuable to the people we are designing for, experiments can fill that role. Um, from a technical perspective, sometimes it's about new technology or about new kinds of interactions or interfaces. Then the experiments are actually less directed in that sense, but it's more about, hey, with these new possibilities, what can happen? And sometimes those experiments tend to be less uh, goal-oriented. Um, they're not really designed with a particular audience in mind. They're designed with um, literally just, hey, wouldn't it be interesting? More about, more about to fulfill that sense of curiosity. And then the outcomes then are post-rationalized. Like, hey, we can do this with this certain kind of technology. Who would it make sense for? Um, sometimes that's parked and it becomes useful for a project down the line. Sometimes it's just uh, to fulfill the team's own curiosity because it motivates them to understand things better or to um, understand what is happening with new technology, what are the boundaries of old technology. I think that's something that we also really like to do is not just look at new technology, but what are the older things out there that um, is kind of mainstream and can we use them in non-mainstream ways? I think that's, that's also kind of interesting. Because that's really efficient. It's very interesting because I, I personally find it quite difficult to be so exploratory with um yeah, with like like you mentioned, right, with no particular audience or no particular application in mind. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, how how is this is this 
purely what you mentioned about um, driven by this curiosity or how, how is this done, mm. you know, with this um, sort of very open exploration? Yeah, I, I think it, you can't just do one without the other, uh, which is why when the, when the team works, there's multiple domains, right? There's the team that's really focused on doing the research, understanding changes in uh, business trends, user trends, um, and other shifts in maybe industry or marketplace. And they kind of have a perspective on, hey, what, what might be around the corner or what might be pain points or what might be opportunities for users. So then they, they kind of have that perspective from having done a lot of research work or look reading a lot of reports and articles. And then you have the design team who have their pulse on slightly different things. They have a pulse on what is, um, what is upcoming in terms of uh, consumer technology or different kind of industry-specific technologies. They have a pulse on what um, are interesting aesthetics or interactions which are happening. Um, and then you have the labs team which is looking at, hey, how can we leverage technology for interesting um, market activations, for interesting interactions? And, and I think then you have a whole spectrum, right, of when you say experiments to any one of these teams, they think of experiments in different ways um, and how that informs different parts of the design process uh, then becomes the, the, the interesting part. Um, and so I think back to your question, right? You know, how do you think about experiments? Mm, at, I think at the very basic level, you have experiments which are thought experiments. Like, hey, wouldn't it, that costs you nothing, right? Um, and it just goes, it goes by kind of, testing ideas with colleagues or with clients or with um, users. And, and those, those really kind of cost nothing. Um, the thing that gets complicated or starts to get expensive is when you go up in fidelity. Right? So when you go up from a thought experiment to, hey, let's visualize this, um, to let's make something work, let's make something tangible, let's make something experienceable, um, that's when you start to have to invest in your experiments. Um, that's when you start to look for justification, like would a client pay for that? Um, would we pay for that because it it helps us learn something? Um, or would would this help feed a body of knowledge that will be useful in a future project?